Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez and tonight we'll talk about Amari Cooper and we'll talk about the number one reason why Amari Cooper shouldn't be traded from the Dallas Cowboys or anything like that. I will give you an additional reason and towards the end of the show we'll talk about the division around in the NFL. We'll throw some picks out and thank you guys. Thank you for joining the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, YouTube or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Thank you for choosing to listen to this show tonight. We will be starting the show officially in just a few moments. What is up? Burner account over at YouTube. John Jones as well. Charlene Evans. All of you guys, thank you for being here in the show. Samuel, we've got uh, Chuck Pridgen over at Facebook. Thank you, guys. It, it will be an exciting show. Final show of the week, too, before the divisional round. And we'll talk about the games a little bit. I know that, hey, it's not the Dallas Cowboys. We would, we would like to be talking about the Cowboys in the playoffs, but we'll throw some quick picks out there. But first, an Amari Cooper conversation. Let's start the show officially. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. Tonight, we'll discuss the number one reason why Amari Cooper shouldn't be traded. And actually, I think that it's a reason that not a lot of people are talking about, so we'll get into it, plus an additional reason, and then a final, maybe a little bit of an awkward question for Cowboys fans courtesy of Shane Carter, writer for ADC Sports Dallas. Later in the show, we'll talk about the divisional round. We'll throw some picks out there. Thank you guys for choosing to listen to Primetime. And as always, remember that you can check out adcsports.com slash Dallas throughout the entire offseason for more Cowboys content. We've got Colt Patterson writing about why the Dallas Cowboys could part ways with Amari Cooper. We've got an article on what Troy Aikman had to say about Kellen Moore, about Dak Prescott. We discussed it on last night's show. We've also got a lot of Mavericks content. And look at that. That article in the bottom right corner. Latest mock draft projection for the Dallas Cowboys from The Athletic. It is draft season, all right. We'll find a way to implement draft content into primetime soon enough. Don't worry about that. In the meantime, we'll just enjoy this sort of early look at the entire offseason. Thank you, guys. What is up? Kenneth Fraser watching from Syracuse, New York. Stevie Mac also in the house reminding people to hit the like button, share the show. And if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Mo says, burner account, I am tired of talking the draft in January with Dallas. I think we all share that, that feeling. We all do. But it's also low-key exciting. I gotta, I gotta admit it. I, I like the draft season, and I think plenty of people do as well. Let's talk about Amari Cooper first. And Louie, watching uh, a Titans fan, as always, supporting the ADC Sports brand, 
we'll we'll actually talk about the Titans Bengals game towards the end of the show because we will throw out some picks. Let's talk about Amari Cooper because right now I think that our two concerns going around Cowboys Nation. Number one is the potential departure of Dan Quinn. And I say number one because it is the one that feels closer. Dan Quinn, Kellen Moore continue their tour of interest at head coaching positions throughout the entire NFL. But we all kind of feel like Kellen Moore isn't going anywhere because it definitely feels like the young Cowboys offensive coordinator is not ready for a head coaching position. With Dan Quinn, it's a different story. I feel like every Cowboys fan's friend right now has given up and they have kind of accepted the fact that Dan Quinn is not going to be with the Cowboys in 2022, bearing any major surprise, which, hey, it could happen. You never know with these NFL head coaching searches. So maybe if you want to hold out hope, do so. But I think that that level of hope is very low right now at Cowboys Nation. The number two concern is around Amari Cooper. The Cowboys wide receiver came out uh, after the game. He talked about his future. He talked about not knowing, but the fact that he wants to stay in Dallas. Similar note in the Mike McCarthy press conference. Too early to tell, said the Cowboys head coach. But we'll find out uh, in the upcoming months whatever is going to happen with Amari Cooper. Why are we having the conversation in the first place, you might ask? And we actually talked about this early in the week. I will use one graphic that we used on Tuesday night. This is what the Cowboys cap situation is with Amari Cooper. If they were to cut him, they would save $16 million in a tight salary cap space in which they are under the cap right now. And with plenty of free agents in the near future, you just are looking for ways to open up cap space. So this is why a lot of people are talking about the Amari Cooper conversation and are asking themselves, could we see a scenario in which Amari Cooper is not with the Cowboys next season? But my number one reason why the Cowboys should not move on from Amari Cooper is because do you want to open up cap space? Why don't you restructure Amari Cooper's contract? And if you take a look at the numbers, it wouldn't be that different. According to overthecap.com, these are only projections, of course, but according to Over the Cap, the Cowboys could open up $12.5 million if they restructure Amari Cooper's contract. Whereas if you cut him, you're opening up $16 million. Is that difference enough to persuade you to move on from Amari when he is invaluable to your offense? Because make no mistake about it, and I've mentioned this before, I like CeeDee Lamp, I like Michael Gallup, I like all of the Cowboys wide receivers, but Amari Cooper should not be disrespected. He is clearly the best of them, and he is not only that, but he is one of the very best wide receivers in the NFL. So I think that restructuring him is actually way more likely than moving on from Amari Cooper. And I'm quite surprised that not everyone is on the same page with this. I don't know exactly why, but this comes down to the question of, do you trust Cooper to be that guy through 2024, which is his final contract year? 
He would be 30 years old by then. He will be 28 next season. I don't know about you guys, but I do. I do believe that Amari Cooper will keep being that guy through 2024. So that's where I'm at definitely right now. I think that Amari Cooper should stay with the Cowboys, and I think that the Cowboys should not be thinking about moving on from Coop. But hey, it's a conversation that we're going to continue having over the next couple of months until free agency. I think it is March the 22nd when his salary became his injury guarantees become a full salary guarantee. So that would mean that the Cowboys cannot move on from him after that. But I could see him leaving, as Martin is saying. Martin is saying over at Facebook. Uh, let's see some comments here. I can see Cooper leaving. Lamp plate lights out. Gallup is very good also. Plus, Wilson stepped up big time when given the chance. I agree with Martin that I, I could see it happening. But as I said on Tuesday night, I would be very surprised. And I think there is little incentive to move on from number 19 because of, hey, if you want to open up cap space, you might be better off just restructuring his contract. Jose Christian says you restructure Dak, D-Law, and Martin, you create $35 million right there. You cut Lyle Collins, draft a left guard, another $10 million right there. And it sounds easy, of course. It sounds like, hey, there's a path to do all of these things. But there's also the conversation, all right, you cut Lyle Collins, but hey, you need a starting right tackle right now. And you draft a left guard, he might not be good. <laughs> so... I, I, it sounds easy, right? But there's a conversation to be had. And, I, and I'm sure that the Cowboys will have this conversation about Amari Cooper. Hopefully, hopefully the Cowboys keep, find a way to keep him because I truly believe that he's a different kind of wide receiver in Dallas. I was disappointed, says Burner account. And this will actually tie into the number two reason why I think that the Cowboys should not let Amari Cooper go. He says, with Lamb down the stretch. I was disappointed with Lamb down the stretch. Cooper is clearly the best wide receiver. Throw him the ball. That brings me to my number two reason why I believe that the Cowboys should not move on from Amari Cooper. And that is that, hey, as much as we love CeeDee Lamb, he thrives in this lot. The best, the best shape of CeeDee Lamb that we have seen through the first two seasons of the young wide receiver is him playing inside. If you move on from Amari Cooper, you're going to be in a tough spot because sure, 88 is a matchup problem at the slot, but you also need quality wide receivers playing on the outside. Actually, I thought one of the most frustrating aspects of the 49ers loss was the fact that the Cowboys never used CD Lamb on the inside. I think they had about three plays, a handful of plays with, with CeeDee Lamb on the inside instead of on the outside. That was a little bit frustrating to me. I think that his skill set really opens up a lot of possibilities if you play him on the slot. And hey, with, 90, with 19 out, 88 would be forced to play outside way more often. I think that is his skill set. And even by being the number two wide receiver, you want CeeDee Lamb to play on the slot because a lot of people are used to thinking about these lot receivers as the number three guys on offenses. But on, in today's NFL, that is no longer the case. Some teams have their number two playing inside because of the matchup problems that they present to opposing defenses. 
So yeah, that was kind of frustrating. But hey, the fact that City is so good in this lot is actually another reason to not want to move on from Amari Cooper. And then you can throw in a third reason, which is the fact that he simply is better. I, I believe he's a better wide receiver than Gallup, than Lamp. And I think that even though we're excited about the, those young receivers, Cooper is truly on another level. He's still in the conversation to be the best route runner in the entire NFL. You take a look at the rest of the league, and Brady has plenty of those guys in Tampa Bay. Rodgers has Devontae Adams. Josh Allen has, of course, Stephon Diggs. Wilson has Metcalf. And Mahomes has Kelsey and, and Tyreek Hill. You don't want to take Cooper away from Dak Prescott heading into 2022, I believe, because we might be brought brought back to 2018. And I know that you remember that nightmare, the, the, the year in which the Cowboys didn't need a number one wide receiver, only to find out in November that, hey, they actually did, and they ended up trading for who? Hey, fun fact, Amari Cooper at the end of the day. James says, imagine the numbers Coop would have if Joe Burrow, Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, or Herbert were throwing to him. And I would bring up a counterpoint, and I would say, imagine the numbers that Coop would have if the Cowboys had a game plan in which they actually tried to find a way to consistently involve him. Because you've got the Bengals playing on Saturday versus the Tennessee Titans, and you know that Joe Burrow will be targeting Jamar Chase, not only because of Joe Burrow, the quarterback, but also because of the Bengals' game plan. And that didn't feel like the case with Kellen Moore's offense throughout the entire season. Hope Kellen Moore gets a new job, says David. I know a lot of Cowboys fans are just crossing their fingers and hoping that an NFL team offers Kellen a head coaching job. I don't know if that will happen, by the way. I wouldn't get my hopes up. Someone asked me on Twitter this morning, where would you place the odds for this team, for these two coordinators being in Dallas in 2022? And I said, with Kellen Moore, I would put them at 90% because I think that if he is not hired to be a head coach elsewhere, I think that the Cowboys bring him back. Whether we like it or not, that's another discussion. I think that the Cowboys will bring Kellen Moore back if they can. And then with Dan Quinn, I just don't see him. I don't see him passing in all of this head coaching interest that he's receiving from NFL teams. The surprise would be if maybe each of these NFL teams ends up going with another candidate and then Dan Quinn has to return to be the defensive coordinator with the Cowboys. You never know. You, you really never know. These coaches are people. These coaches have personal preferences. And you never know that, hey, if one position is taken by another candidate you never know how they feel about the rest of the teams that are interested in them so of course money is king but you never know all of the other factors that go into the coaches decisions because hey they're humans as well Dallas Junk says Kellen is interviewing for like 10 jobs no way he doesn't get an offer says Dallas Junk could be right could be right, but it wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be the first time that this happened. Just look at Eric Vienemi, for example. We need Queen to stay. I don't care about Moore anymore, says uh, Mel over here. Let's see. Let's see what else do we have here in the chat. 
So as often as Kellen Moore's play calling, says Sean, Peter Reese's is great point. Let's see, guys. Let's see. All right. I forgot to type in the question. Not going to lie to you guys. I forgot to type the question into the chat. But Shane Carter, ADC Sports Dallas writer, put out an, an, an awkward question maybe in our group chat over at ADC Dallas. Let me see if I can find it. But he did say, he asked, he posed this question. And it was, would you rather have, would you rather stick with Omari Cooper and lose both Wilson and Gallup? Or would you rather keep Wilson, keep Michael Gallup by letting Amari Cooper go? What would your preference be? Let me know in the chat, in the YouTube comments, in the Facebook comments. Let me know what would you prefer. Keeping Amari Cooper and losing Wilson and Gallup or keeping both Wilson and Gallup but lose Amari Cooper. What would you prefer if you were in charge of the Cowboys and you could figure out a way to have any of these two scenarios? Which would you prefer? I have my answer, and I think that I already kind of spoiled it for you guys with my opening thoughts on Amari Cooper, but I was interested in hearing your thoughts both in Facebook and in YouTube. We have Corey Elliott saying we can sign Wilson and keep Coop. Yeah, we definitely, the Cowboys can do that. I would even say that it's likely that they do it, that they do it. But hey, that would be what we call cheating, Mr. Corey Elliott, because it's a multiple answer test and we're not taking open answers in this particular question. I'm only kidding. Uh, David says, keep Cooper. Charlene Evans goes with Coop as well. Spiffy too. Uh, hopefully we can resign set though, says Dallas Young. I actually think it is quite likely. Remember that, hey, as followers of a specific team and as fans of it, we tend to overvalue certain players. And I think that Cedric Wilson is not going to go out during the market and actually get the bag. I think that the Cowboys can pay him reasonable money in order for him to stay as a number three wide receiver. I don't think, and I honestly don't, don't. I, I, if the Cowboys end up surprising us, it would be great. But I think keeping Gallup is looking like a not very realistic possibility. Keep Coop all day. Uh, Burner account says, I live in race it mode. I would keep Cooper over not keeping Gallup Wilson. And Burner account is also throwing in Dalton Schultz into the mix. And I think, hey, I wouldn't oppose to that. I think Cooper is really, really that valuable. Rookie wide receivers are pro ready since Clay Cup. That is true. Maybe not for a number one role. Maybe not for a number two role. But I think recent draft classes, and I have yet to dive into this year's draft class, but recent in recent years, we've gotten some insane wide receiver talent into the league. They can get a receiver in the second round of the draft, says Andy Kent, of course. We'll have to wait until the actual draft to see how the chips fall. But I agree with Andy. I agree with the other comment on wide receivers in the draft. Don't forget about a 6'4 wide receiver that can run a 440 named Simi Fehoko, says Jose Cristian over at the YouTube chat. That is something that I also agree with. Let's see. Jamir says, I think we can do better than set for cheaper. Hmm. Another interesting possibility. Steve Max says, there's some solid mid-round slot guys in the draft. I like Wilson, but you can use that 
uh, money elsewhere if you go that route. I respect it too. I respect it too. So there you go. Let's keep Amari Cooper. That's where my head is at right now. That was my number one reason though. I think that people are not talking about a potential Amari Cooper restructor as much as maybe we should. Maybe that's because we're used to the Cowboys restructuring offensive lineman money. But I discussed this with Sky on Tuesday night when he jumped here on ADC Sports Dallas primetime. Look at the numbers. Are you comfortable with restructuring Tyron Smith's contract once again? I think that the answer is not. Are you comfortable restructuring Lyle Collins? Probably not. With Ezekiel Elliott, the same thing. It's just a more accurate spot for the Cowboys front office that has been able to open up cap space using this technique year to year. But it's not looking like they will be able to exploit it this time around, though. So this is one of those off-seasons that you got to be so intrigued as to what will actually happen. Because last year, you know, we had the Dak Prescott conversation, sure, whatever. But we all kind of knew how that was going to end. There were maybe some reports here and there with questionable credibility that may maybe made us hesitate a little bit. But we got the result that we all were expecting. Dak Prescott got his $40 million per year contract. And that was it. There was not a lot of intrigue other than Dak Prescott's situation. And now it's a lot of these little things, including a very tough spot at the salary cap. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Burner account says, uh, Mo, let's get down to the brass tacks. Are you buying these years? Sean Payton's rumors. I got to be honest with you. I, I think that a few years ago, I just sat down for a moment and I thought to myself, never again am I going to buy into the Sean Payton rumors because it feels to me like that is only fan-fueled. I've never seen credible reports about Sean Payton. So no, I'm definitely not going to buy into the Sean Payton rumors. And hey, if this ends up, if this ends up being a hot take and the Cowboys end up shocking the NFL and shaking things around, and then you guys can clip this and talk about how dumb my take is, but I'm never again going to buy the Sean Payton rumors. At least unless Payton ends up like, you know, maybe in a heated discussion with the Saints front office or something like that. But yeah, it, it came to a point in which I said, you know what? No more. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole ever again. And that is one of my few rules about covering the Dallas Cowboys, to be honest. Agreed, Moses Burner account. Tommy says, uh, <laughs> I stopped listening to Payton rumors five years ago. And I think, hey, that is a... That is the way to go with the Sean Payton conversation. It really has never made any kind of sense other than the fact that he has his history with the Cowboys organization. Uh, Sean Moe says no, says Sean Meyer. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why they don't just play the... Lane says, all right, I don't understand why they don't just pay players with crypto. It's off the books and the Cowboys could afford it. Hey, Lane is actually just solving the, the Cowboys problems out here in the YouTube chat. I respect it. I definitely do. 
there there has been there have been some players who have been paid with Bitcoin, but it has not really been like that. I don't even think that the teams would be actually allowed to pay them with direct Bitcoin because I remember who was the offensive lineman? Was it Akung with the Panthers? He got paid in Bitcoin, but he actually was getting paid like the team was paying dollars. And then he had, he had like this account in a crypto platform that automatically converted the dollars to, to Bitcoin. It was a weird situation out there. It's, it's getting so big that I really wouldn't be surprised that the NFL owners actually have to figure this out some point in you know upcoming years because crypto is getting like it is mainstream now you're not talking about a weird asset class anymore about i think that we're about at 25% of investors in the united states actually hold crypto so a interesting storyline to follow in the upcoming few years and how that is going to actually be considered maybe in the salary cap because you never know. If you are looking for teams to to exploit any advantage that they can in the salary cap, I'm sure this will end up being a, a an important conversation. Burner accounts says capital gain tax rates are cheaper than ordinary income tax rates. Saves a lot come April 15, 100%. There are a lot of potential, a lot of potential, uh, advantages to being paid with with this sort of you know currencies cryptocurrencies i wish we could get Peyton though don't get it twisted says tommy 915 hey let's try to pay him with bitcoin and see if he, <laughs> and see what we can make uh what we can uh, make happen right but yeah i'm not paying attention to the Peyton to the sean Peyton rumors ever again Dak Peyton dogecoin says partner account oh no that would explain a lot hey anyways guys Let's get into the divisional round picks. And don't worry, we'll go sort of uh, rapid fire here. So let's start with the first game of the weekend. We've got the Bengals and the Titans squaring off just before we get out of here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Who do you got, the Bengals or the Titans? Are we all in the Joe Voro hype train? Because I think that if you're not a Titans fan, you're rooting for the Cincinnati Bengals just because of how awesome Joey B is right now. So it's going to be an interesting game. But even though I would be intrigued about a potential Joey Burrow game in the AFC Championship game, this is a league of matchups, and I think that the Titans match up very well versus the Cincinnati Bengals. So I'm taking the Titans. I was waiting all year long for a spot to fade the Titans in the playoffs but they got the matchup that I don't like, so I need to take the Tennessee Titans on this one. A lot of people in the chat are actually taking Tennessee as well. I was expecting a lot of people to go with the Bengals just because of Joe Voro and how awesome he has been. Plus, ADC Sports Nashville, you know, let's, let's get that W. If the Cowboys were not able to advance in this year's playoffs, hopefully we'd get at least one representative team in the in the AFC championship game it could also be the Kansas City Chiefs we'll talk about that in a few moments everyone going with the Titans right now yeah I'm going with Tennessee King Henry is back says Tommy plus 
You've got a healthy A.J. Brown, healthy Julio Jones. Why not? I'm taking the Titans as well. Over at Facebook, we also have people going with the Titans. Peter Riso, Jason, uh, happy holidays saying, how hard is it to practice plays with simulated instantaneous pressure? Says happy holiday. Now, I am assuming that he's talking about facing these simulated pressures that the Cowboys saw versus the Cardinals versus the 49ers again in the playoffs. <sighs> I, I have no answer to that, to be honest. It shouldn't be that hard, but if you don't use it as a team, and I don't think that, and I think that the Cowboys actually used a lot of simulated pressures throughout the regular season. It's disappointing. I agree with Happy Holly. I think that's what he was trying to get at. Let's go Bengals, says Joel Wilson. Can't stop Chase. All right, let's move on into the NFC Championship game. Nah, excuse me. Nah. NFC Divisional Round game for Saturday. You've got the 49ers or the Packers. Do you think that the Packers, hey, it's a tough spot to be a Cowboys fan on this game. Like on one side, you've got the Packers. who have been haunting our dreams in recent years. And then you've got the 49ers who just beat the Dallas Cowboys last weekend. So it will be a tough game to watch. You've got the 49ers or the Packers. Uh, difficult matchup maybe for Green Bay's defense. They struggled versus a run. It looks like the 49ers will have Jimmy G, Fred Warner, and Nick Boza ready to go on game day. So interesting game. I am taking the Packers. I just trust Aaron Rodgers at home way more than I do the uh, Jimmy Garoppolo on the road. I respect, of course, what San Francisco has been able to do. We are in no position to say otherwise, of course, but I'm taking the Packers. I think that they're the favorite in the NFC, and I actually have them moving on into the Super Bowl as an early prediction, maybe. Isn't Jimmy G like 3-0 versus the Packers? Is Dallas Young? I think, I don't know if it's specifically Jimmy G, I do know that Aaron Rodgers is 0-3 versus the 49ers in the playoffs. Not 100% sure if it's versus Jimmy G, though. If someone else knows, I don't think so, because have we seen Jimmy G three times in the playoffs as a 49er? I don't think that we have. Have we? If someone has the data, let us know in the YouTube chat or in the Facebook chat. But he is 0-3 in the playoffs versus the 49ers. I'm still taking the Packers, though. I'm still taking the Packers. Feels like a spot in which they could pull off the big upset. This is the biggest favorite in the division round, and it's one of the games in which I feel the less uh, sure about in my predictions. But I do think that the 49ers could cause an upset if Rodgers isn't perfect. And you've got a great quick game going over at Green Bay. Definitely a quick game that you would like the Cowboys to take ideas from in 2022. So interesting to see how they will handle the 49ers four-man pass rush. Moving on into the other NFC matchup of the divisional round, we've got the Los Angeles Rams and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Remember early in the season when we were wondering, are the Rams for real? And the game in which it felt like okay, they actually are, was versus this Tampa Bay Bucks team. So it's a rematch. Tom Brady was sacked 
three times versus the Rams that game Aaron Donald wreck havoc on it and it was a fun game to watch for the Rams but things have changed a little bit and inconsistency has been the name of the game for the Los Angeles Rams we saw them outclass the Arizona Cardinals in the wildcard round and we kind of saw that perfect version of the Rams in the wildcard round that version that we know that hey when they're clicking They can take on on anybody in the NFL. However, they're not always clicking. And I, that's why I'm taking the Tampa Bay Bucks on this one. I think they're a truly balanced team. If Jensen doesn't play and Wirfs doesn't play, I think I would be taking the Rams just because of the Von Miller-Aaron Donald matchup. I wouldn't like that. However, I do think that at least Ryan Jensen is able to play on Sunday versus the Los Angeles Rams storyline to follow definitely over there in the trenches, but I'm taking the Tampa Bay Bucks. I Matthew Stafford and Tom Brady, it's a close game. It should be fun, but they have not been able to find a way to be consistent and they were able to run the football versus the Cardinals. Are we entirely sure that they will be able to run the football that way versus Tampa? So I'm taking the Bucks on this one and just Let me open a small parenthesis here. I'm not sure about any of these picks. Tommy goes with the box. Peter Rizzo says the Rams. Charlene Evans pointing out that, hey, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are quite injured coming into this game. No Leonard Fournette, no AV, not an injury. Well, maybe somewhat of an injury, but also the fact that he left the team. Then, then you have also Chris Godwin missing the game. Dallas Junk is also taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's see. Jameer goes with the Rams. Joel is already calling the Super Bowl Packers-Kansas City. Mm, I like that prediction. Rams, says Charlene Evans. All right. TB12 is just too good. Says Lane, should be a close game either way. Tommy says, yes, but they have Brady enough set. And last but certainly... Certainly not least, we've got Judge Allen facing Patrick Mahomes. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, two teams that had their ups and downs throughout the season, but they closed out their respective years in great, great fashion. You had the Bills outclassing the New England Patriots twice in the last three weeks of the year. You had the Kansas City Chiefs really turning the, their defensive issues around, and now they're legitimately good. Don't Let's not make any mistake about it. Even though the Chiefs looked like one of the worst defenses ever early in the year, they truly turned things around with their defense. And Steve Spagnuolo really shook Josh Allen in last year's AFC Championship game. So... Fun matchup, two of the best quarterbacks in the entire NFL. I think this is the true AFC championship game. I like the Titans, I like the Bengals, but these two teams seem to be in another level. I think that whoever ends up winning this one ends up being the representative of the AFC in the Super Bowl. A lot of mixed answers so far. We've got Charlene taking the Bills, Tommy taking the Chiefs, Dario going with the Chiefs as well. Stevie Mack says it's going to be the Bills. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs on this one. I just, it's a fun game, close one. But to me, if the Chiefs make it to this AFC Championship game, 
it would be like their fifth straight appearance, if I'm not mistaken. And to me, these are the modern New England Patriots. You know, in recent years, when we talked about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, it always felt like, sure, I can see the other team winning, but Belichick and Brady end up deciding that football game. I feel that way about Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes has really done a tremendous job of being mature enough to take the underneath stuff later in the season. And I think that will show. That will show on Sunday afternoon when they take on the Bills. So that would be my final prediction. I think that the the championship games that we will have will be the Tennessee Titans taking on the Kansas City Chiefs and then the Bucs traveling to Lambeau Field. Those would be, those would be, hey, fall championship games. Hopefully next year at this stage of the year, we're still talking about Dallas Cowboys though. Anyways, guys, hit the like button, share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I really appreciate you tuning into ADC Sports. Uh, just a few more closing thoughts. Great, amazing insane halftime show announcement on the social media accounts this morning we've got dr dre eminem kendrick lamar i'm just insanely excited about snoop Dogg about that halftime show i cannot wait i'm benching the defiant ones on netflix this week because i'm excited about it so hey i'm excited about that also additional prediction give me brandon moreno second round knockout in the UFC pay-per-view event this Saturday. That will be it for me tonight and the week. I will see you on Sunday, 8 p.m. Central, to talk about the latest Dallas Cowboys conversations. Thank you guys for joining me. Hit the like button, share the show, and I will see you Sunday night. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. Read the article from Cole Patterson, why the Cowboys could part ways with Amari Cooper, Check out The Athletic's latest mock draft projection for the Dallas Cowboys. All of it you can find on adcsports.com slash Dallas. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. Enjoy playoff football, and I will see you on Sunday.